My name is Dane Miller. And I'm Niles Spain. And we're your fuck buddies. We are a dating and sex advice podcast where we take your sticky, sexy situations and we turn them into sexy, sticky situations. Simply put, we answer sex questions. You yeah. find them either on the internet or from our wonderful listeners. Actually, fuck, I haven't called them users in a while. From our wonderful users. Yeah, because you're finally starting to respect the people that listen to this show. Mm-hmm. That's fair. You ready for some sex news? Oh, boy. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> All right. Well, so uh, a place in England called Gloucestershire. Uh, the bomb squad was called. Actually, the... it's pronounced Gloucestershire. <laughs> sure. A <laughs> uh, bomb squad was called there to the Royal Hospital after a man was admitted with a World War II mortar stuck up his bum. Now, on okay. On Thursday, December 2nd. I need to know how old is this man? Is this a is this a remaining artifact from the time he was at war or is this a new did someone find one of these bad boys was like yeah i'm gonna put that up there uh well it doesn't actually say his age so it says patient was admitted with a mortar shell stuck in his rectum the police arrived after being told that a patient had ammunition within him and uh, the man is a military enthusiast yeah um, you've got to be yeah uh, who found the shell while clearing out his garage and somehow tripped and fell onto the 57 millimeter piece of army ordnance. Now, uh, which landed him in hospital. Now, come on. <laughs> um, it was used by the Royal Artillery in the Second World War's anti tank rounds and used by British tanks in North Africa. They measure 57 millimeters diameter and 170 millimeters in length. Now, uh, he said he put it on the floor and then slipped and fell on it and went up his ass. No, sir. <laughs> That would also have to imply that, A, you have, like, tissue paper pants, or you were walking around with no pants on. Yeah, cleaning your garage? I think not. And then also, we're the most unlucky person in the world? Yeah, I like, I I think it's worse in these situations where people are like, no, no, no. It's, like, almost comical of, like, you know, when, when the husband gets caught cheating. No, it doesn't. It's not what it looks like. I, I tripped and I fell. It's like, yeah. oh, okay. Like, why even bother? Just be like, look. You got this me. Thi- this thing you is got, perfe- you got me. This is perfectly dick-shaped. <laughs> and I've already explained to you that I love war. So why wouldn't I put this in my asshole? Mm-hmm. Or you just be like, you know what? Because of toxic masculinity and, like, men's sexuality being, like, so, like, burdened with all this, like, you know, meaning that we never needed to assign to it. Like I didn't feel comfortable going to a sex store and buying, you know, an appropriate material to put inside me. So I had to find a fucking munition and like, guess what? I didn't want to do it because it's not the best material. And also it might explode and kill me in half the block. Cause let me tell you, a man's butthole got nothing on the armor of a tank. Man, that's deep. Yeah. Yeah, you just got to turn this around on them. Don't don't like hide your shame. And be like, oh no, I tripped and fell. Be like, this is your fault. Mm-hmm. Hey, hey, you guys, all of you guys, you're the reason I have a fucking mortar shell up my ass because you socialize men to value violence and war, and that's why I love this thing so mm-hmm. much. 
I had to put it inside me. Mm-hmm. Preach, brother. Fucking preach. And you know what? I'm sick of pretending that this isn't why we started the podcast. I've had a mortar shell up my ass for years. <laughs> <laughs> we want to make a world where no man, no man, no mortar shell their butt. Yeah, on a serious note, you raise a good point. If if it was more socially acceptable for men to explore their sexual desires, specifically when it comes to the butt, then this person would be in a much safer place. He could have got himself a little trainer, you know, anal bead or anal plug, uh, to and worked himself up to the size that he wants to experiment with and is comfortable with. He could have done that very safely and, you know, all sorts of pleasure abound. But instead, you know, he was tempted by these this this metal explodey boy. Now, I will say, if if he hadn't already been practicing, would he have been able to get this metal explodey boy up him? So it could be, could be he was totally okay with his own sexuality. He just... Like, he went the opposite. He was too okay with it. He'd run out of things to put up there. And then he was ascending that final mountain, which is, you know, explosives. Yeah, it could have been this, you know, he could have been experimenting with gateway, gateway butt plugs. Imagine, imagine it detonated. And one, you're the guy on scene who's like, whoa, it looks like this is a anti-tank round. Did somebody fire an anti-tank round at this random cottage in Gloucestershire. And then, then you, you piece it together. Specifically and you're like, targeting one man. <laughs> yeah. And then you're like, whoa, it seems like he exploded from a centralized pot. Oh no. And then the family is like tearfully like, who was it governor? Who was it that done did him up, Barney? And it's like, I'm sorry, mate. Barney done did himself in up the butthole. He done bunged the bomb up him. <laughs> Like, can you imagine having to tell someone that? I would hope that it would be so uh, utter in its destruction. Well, there would be no way to like, it would just be a splattering of man and no one would ever know what happened. Yeah, that's probably more like it. Um, So, yeah, there we go. Don't. Hey, bit of advice. Don't do that. Find an appropriately shaped appropriately non-explosive and appropriately like size thing to put in yourself use lube and uh don't lie when you get caught we live in a world where i'm sure you can buy butt plugs in the shape of mortar shells or or big you know 50 cal bullets and stuff i almost promise you there is an etsy store or whatever the butt plug version of etsy is like <laughs> but <I'm-> Etsy. <laughs> butsy um, you know, like I'm sure there is someone out there with a 3D printer with a sol- or silicon material can make a custom mortar shell. So, like, yes, don't don't put dangerous things up your ass or in in your body one way or the other. That includes food. That is not a safe thing to do. Stop putting things that shouldn't be. Sex toys are sex toys. They are made specifically for the purpose of putting inside you. If it's not a sex toy, it shouldn't be inside you, unless it's like the love for our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ or something. Yes, of course. Yeah, which should always be inside you. I don't even need to say it. <laughs> hey, if he had the love and, and, and kindness of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, he never would have felt the need to put this inside of him. To be fair, I think Jesus was probably looking down on him if he survived this whole encounter. So yeah. Um, yeah, but advice, no, no. And you know what? The best part is, it's like, I imagine if I found this, there would be things warring within me, like, Fear, for example, like, oh, shit, this is going to explode and I'm going to die. 
but then also avarice like ooh, can i sell this like would someone buy this off me can i sell it to a museum like am i did i just get like a big windfall and and like this man warred both those thoughts to go no it's it's going in my butt and that's yeah. admirable i mean nothing to say that he can't sell it after it's been inside of him yeah but it it goes down at least 50 percent in value hey maybe maybe it goes up 50 percent yeah it like, just depends oh. on the buyer yeah the Pornhub battalions need more ammunition. <laughs> and they'll, they won't take it unless it's been soiled. Uh, are you ready to, to do some questions? Always. All right, Always. you start us off. You know what? Let's, let's go back to basics here. Okay. This is Give It A Try 203. I asked my crush what he was doing Friday evening. He, asked, he answered, no idea, and you. Whereas I answered, I'm going to an event. Now it's radio silence. Did I do this wrong? I wrote on Snapchat asking what he was doing Friday evening, and he answered, no idea, and you. I answered I was going to a bar event. He opened Snap, but hasn't answered anything. I have mild autism. I was expecting him saying something like, nice, have fun, or sounds fun, can I come? But none of that happened. Can I assume he isn't interested, because he hasn't followed up? No, it. I would be very confused as well, because if someone says, hey, what are you up to on Friday? I assume the next line is going to be like, want to hang out? Mm-hmm. So to be like, hey, what are you up to? And he's like, oh, I'm not up to anything. And then you'd be like, cool, I am. Yeah, right. Like, and and like, look, I understand. Like, if this guy really wanted to have the rapport, he could have been like, oh, like, what's the event? That sounds cool. What bar are you going to? Like, there's other avenues he could have taken, but mm-hmm. maybe he was a little bummed out that like he thought you were going to ask him out, and then you didn't. Well, that's the thing. It's like he's not in the wrong here. You know what I mean? You're the one who's been like a little weird. It's like, do you want him to come? Because if you want him to come, don't expect him to read your mind and then also be in the awkward position of having to invite himself. Yeah. Because it's like, that's not cool. Because if you don't want him to come and he asks you, this just got weird. You know what yeah. I mean? So, like, he's probably just a little nonplussed by this whole, you know, exchange. And it's like, he can't read your mind. So, it's like, if you want him to come, invite him. If you don't, don't do this. Like, I, it, it, if it was the other way around, if he was like, hey, what are you up to on Friday? And you were like, oh, sorry, I'm actually, I've got plans. Okay, that's cool. But like, yes, it seems like you did want to invite him or you were hoping that he would invite himself. But like Niall said, I would never impose myself on someone's plans, especially if this is like a new thing. Like, I don't know if you guys have dated before or, you know, if, if this is, would be a first date situation. If someone told me they were busy one day, I wouldn't be like, hey, can I come? Yeah, a hundred percent. Because you don't know what the fuck it is at all, and it's like that's definitely pushing boundaries that it may not be appropriate to push yet. And I'm assuming it's new if you're having this kind of crisis. Yeah, you know, because so, if it isn't new, you guys have other shit you need to fix. <laughs> um, I think we might be being a little hard on you. You, you goofed it. You did. That's that's just the way it is. Going forward, if you want to invite someone out, invite them out. Don't mm-hmm. expect, like, don't write a script in your head uh, uh, hoping that, like, oh, I've said this. So the next thing they'll probably say is this. Don't operate like that because that's a good way to get your expectations uh, dashed, to have your feelings hurt, or for you to start overanalyzing things. Because if someone doesn't act a certain way, you're now trying to figure out why they didn't act the way that you thought they were going to act. And you can't predict that kind of stuff. No. So much like a real conversation, 90% of it is listening. So offer up a new new piece of information or something to do and see what they do. Are you going to inter- like interact with people or come across people who are really bad at texting or really bad at like answering you? Yeah. There are the, you know, one word Andes who will be like, yep, busy. 
cool. Thanks. Like, and that sucks. And and that might just be one of those things where you have to cut your losses and move on. But for the most part, if you're going to say like, hey, what are you up to? With the hopes of them saying nothing, I would like to hang out with you. Then you have to take the initiative if they don't. 100%. And like when you're phrasing it as well, because in the comments, they say they followed up and said, come and join if you want. Yeah. Which is itself kind of like, you know, like you're kind of being like, it's almost like, I don't care, but you can show up. It's like, no, be like, oh, I'd love, you know, do you want to come with me? Or like, oh, I'd like you to come. Or like, you know, I think it'd be fun if, if you're free, you know, like make it positive. Don't like, there, there's nothing to be gained by being like gray area and being, you know, quote unquote cool about these, these things. It's like, if you want them to come ask them and like, if they're a weirdo, they might get upset and that's good. Cause that's information you've now learned. And if they're not a weirdo, then they'll be like, oh yeah, that's great. And if you're positive, they'll be positive. And like, that's how things move forward positively. Also, you, know? you have to understand that text when you write, like the, I imagine the, the response was like, Hey, come and join if you want. Mm-hmm. But I would have read that as come and join if you want. And those are two very, very different sentiments. You know what I mean? So I think it was Brianna we were talking to who mentioned like smiley faces and emoticons and stuff like that are very, very important in texting, especially early on. Like until someone learns your vernacular and sort of like your cadence and, and how you actually talk and like the way that you communicate, it's very important through text to make sure that your meaning isn't getting lost. And as Niall said, like you have to really double down on almost being, you know, over communicating of being like, Oh, cool. I'm going here. If you're free and you don't have any plans, I would love for you to join. That mm-hmm. is way better than come and join if you want, because that yeah. could be read in any tone and could be taken very, very poorly. A hundred percent. And like, you know, I think especially if you're saying you've mild autism, it's like you're going to, I think, spiral in situations that aren't cut and dry. So, like, try to make situations for yourself as cut and dry as possible. I think in general, people don't function well in the gray area. But it's like if your your like autism kind of like presents itself in like missing social cues somewhat, the more clear situations can be, the better it's going to be for you. And again, mm-hmm. for everybody. You know? Yeah. So just be like, before you send a text, really think about what you're trying to say and make sure, read it back. And I think where you're falling apart here is you think about what you want to say in the hopes of what you want to get back. Mm-hmm. And that isn't the way to communicate. The way you need to communicate is roll it back, look at what you've written, and be like, does that communicate what I would like from them? Yeah, it's almost like you're waiting on them to reply a certain way before you say what you want, which is, will you come? And that's like, you're not, that's not doing anybody a service. Just fucking skip those steps, ask them straight up, and then like, you know, you're good. As Nell said, no one's going to be upset if if you're too clear. (laughs) You know what I mean? As long as you're not clinical about it. If your whole message was, you know, if you wanted to invite them out, it's, you have to be very, very clear about that's, that was the intention of the message and not just that like you wanted to brag about this cool event you were going to. Um, so just be just be very, very aware and conscious that you need to you need to be very clear. And autism aside, it's it's a valuable skill everyone needs to learn. Oh, 100%. I, you know, there are I can count on, you know, more than one occasion where I've completely misinterpreted a invitation or a, you know, uh, an invitation to like hang out or or a hookup or something thinking like they were disinterested 
but they were a hundred percent because I'm sure they were waiting on me cool. saying you know X or Y or Z when in reality like I'm not gonna be a fucking weirdo and be like oh yeah invite me to the thing your friends are doing because like if they don't want me there that's gonna be so awkward to be like no like don't come you know because yeah. like a lot of that shit is very like tacitly understood at the start of a relationship where it's like you know if i'm having a fucking boys night it's like it would be weird if i brought the girl i just started seeing to this like intimate kind of event right Mm -hmm. so like if she asks then i have to break that kind of like social contract of us both knowing to explain it and it almost seems more offensive you know what i mean and weird so like we all get it so it's like in these situations when it's like not made clear you very much are like, oh, okay, it's not the time or the place. Yeah. So just make it clear. Like, you're not going to lose anything. Again, if someone's weird about it, that's a good sign you don't want to fucking date them. Yeah. Uh, this comes from Reasonable Design 274. Honest question for the men. How long before you expect sex? Been seeing a guy now for three months, so we have probably been on at least 12 dates. Mostly dinner dates, and he brings up a sex a lot. We have ki- We've kissed, and I've let him feel on me, but I'm not... <laughs> I thought you said we have kids. I was like, well, I think you've had sex. (laughs) Uh, We've kissed and I've let him feel on me, but I'm not comfortable having sex yet. Last night, the topic of body count came up and I'm at 19 and he's at three. Or he claimed my number is high and that I'm viewing him as a chump. I stated that when I was sleeping around, I wasn't looking for a relationship. Right now, everything hangs in limbo. I'm curious when you guys expect sex. FYI, we are in our 20s and live in the USA. Man, I don't like the term feel on me. Yeah. I don't like that. I also don't like this guy was like, are, am I a chump to you? <laughs> like you guys are in your, you're in your twenties. Are you sure about that? Cause you sound like you're in your fucking fifties. It, it almost sounds like you're in your like teens, like you're 15 and you're like, Oh, I'm a chump. You've had sex with more people. You know what, Dane? I never expect sex. How about yeah. that? People. How about you fucking take that in your pipe and eat it? It's not how pipes work, but okay. Yeah. Hey, depends how you use them. So, like, I think that the whole, like, expect sex thing is just already a kind of a negative way to be thinking about things. Well, um, I want to posit this to you. Mm-hmm. How long would, like, how long would you see someone without having sex before you started being like, what's going on here? Because I think there is, like, I, I understand what you're saying. You should never, mm-hmm. ever, ever expect sex. Yeah, I was, I was just being, like, pedantic with the wording. Um, yes. To be fair, I'm probably in I've I've seen people for for a long time without having sex with them. So I I'm probably a the, a bad person to ask this question, you know. It's been definitely more than 12 weeks. Or do they say 12 weeks or 12 dates? They said 12 dates, 3 months. Yeah. Yeah, no, I've I've seen someone for at least that long without having sex with them. It's like if someone's not ready and they don't want to, it's like I whatever, you know what I mean? If we're doing other stuff especially, like I don't care as much, you know, but on the flip side, it's like I'm down to have sex on the first date oftentimes, you know what I mean? So it's like, I'm anywhere on that spectrum. It's like, if someone's chill, that's fine. You know what I mean? Especially if they communicate this, you know, like, Oh, I'm, I don't want to, or whatever. Like if people are clear about their intentions and where they're coming from and like, it's not just this hidden like game where you don't really know whether sex on the table. And if it isn't why kind of deal, I would love to know why this person has such a, delineation between like sex and relationships but whatever we we've talked about that kind of stuff before being like you don't need like you could still have you know sex with someone 
leading up to a relationship. Like, I, I don't understand that correlation being like, oh, I was sleeping around, but now I'm looking for a relationship. Yeah, it's bizarre. It's like, okay, <laughs> like you could still sleep with the person that you would like to get a relationship with. I would say that's a great person to sleep with. Um, <laughs> but that aside, I think for me specifically, it's tough because I never, I was never in a camp of looking for a relationship. Like anytime for the past little bit that I've ended up in a relationship has all been sort of like go with the flow. It just kind of happened. So I genuinely or generally was looking for like sexual relationships. Mm -hmm. So if I was going on dates with someone and they didn't want to have sex, it, it almost didn't make any sense to continue seeing them. That's fair. If, if it was like a, you know, I don't know when I'm going to want to have sex with you. It's like, okay, but like, the relationship I would like to pursue with you is a sexual one. I think you need to clarify where you guys both stand. Like, does this guy want to date you? You've guys been hanging out for three months and gone on 12 dates. That's no small financial or time commitment. So presumably he is into you. I would, I, I'm very nervous about the chump talk that. Yeah. That, that's that's the only thing where little... I'm not on this guy's side. <laughs> um, so yeah. you guys need to sit down and be like, Hey, here's why I'm not having sex with you. And here's where I need to get before I consider it. And he needs to let you know, being like, cool, I kind of only want a relationship with sex or I don't want to date you seriously. And you guys need to get on the same page on that boat real quick. Otherwise, it's it will get a little frustrating if you're just constantly like, not ready. And it's like, like what will make you ready? And I don't mean this in a bad way, more in a communication clarification way. Because again, if you don't want to have sex with someone that you want to be in a relationship with, there seems to be a disconnect. Mm -hmm. Unless they also don't want to have sex, in which case, perfect. But unless you talk about it, how are you going to know that? Yeah. Yeah, I also just like, I would love to know, like, does she want to have sex? And if so, why is she not? And also, like, the very fact that this post is happening is like, it almost seems like she's just trying to, like, when he expects sex shouldn't fucking matter because it should be when she wants it or not you know what i mean mm -hmm. it, it has this like weird like game playing feeling to me which is like not great you know what i mean it's almost like how long can i can i leave it to you know what i mean and, and on both sides that's bad because it's like you know you shouldn't have to have sex because like damn i ran out of my my three and a half month limit guess i gotta do it now it's like if you don't want to you just shouldn't right but like also if you do want to then why not like there's no I don't think anyone wins in this like game of chicken almost. And if you're concerned after three months, if you're concerned that this person isn't someone you want to have sex with, I'm going to wager that like, maybe they're not someone you want to have sex with like at all. Like three months is a pretty long time to get a, a feeling and a vibe for someone, mm -hmm. uh, whether it's a physical attraction or, you know, just getting to know them. Like if you're not there after three months and 12 dates, like that's a long time to, to spend with someone. If you're still like, hmm, don't know, don't know if I can trust him or don't know if I'm really attracted to him or, you know, like, I don't, I don't know what the hesitancy is. And I think you need to take a good hard moment to be like, am I not ready to pursue sex? And therefore, you know, like, it won't be a part of relationships. Because if that's the case, you kind of need to tell people up front, because I'd imagine most adult relationships, people assume that like, as you start dating, you will start having sex. And again, it's not an an expectation of like, I'm dating you. So I get sex now, but I would say for most people, they go hand in hand. And if they're not going to go hand in hand, I would personally 
like a heads up if someone's like, hey, I have no problem going on dates with you. I have no problem, you know, making out and fooling around, but I don't want to have sex. And it might be like that for a very long time. I would really appreciate that heads up. Yeah. And even on the flip side, it's like if all you wanted was sex and like you knew your partner wanted more and you just never kind of disclosed that to them, it would still be shitty. You know what I mean? So it's like just being vocal about your expectations is pretty paramount. But also like as to this question, it doesn't fucking matter when somebody expects sex because shit only have it if you want to have it. So it's like if you don't want to have it. And men expect sex within two months. Like, let's say, you know, we look it up on Google. It says that that shouldn't fucking matter because, again, you shouldn't have sex if you don't want to. You know, for your sake, for their sake, for everyone's fucking sake. But flip side, it's like, do yourself a favor and have sex if you want to. You know what I mean? Like, we should move past this weird, like, toxic pedestal that we put sex on sometimes. You know, it should be fun. It should be good. Again, not saying you should have it if you don't want to. Or you should ever have it if you're like in any way, like, you know what I mean? It's you should have the freedom to go wherever you want with regards to sex purely because that's where you want to go or not. Yeah. This is by Strict Carpenter 661. Oh, it's Jesus. Yes, he's back. I had sex with her, but I'm still not interested in her. Hi, everyone. I've been speaking to this girl for a couple of days on a dating app and the conversations were flowing good. So we decided to meet up yesterday. I'm 24 male. She is 29 female. We met yesterday and I took her out to a bar. Date was okay-ish, but I felt the conversation was flowing better on the phone compared to in person. After the date ended, we ended up kissing and one thing led to another and we fucked. It's now the next day and I've realized I'm not all that interested in her. Don't see a future with her. How can I tell her without thinking I'm someone who's just used her for sex? Because you haven't done it more than once. I think if this was a repeat thing, it would be worse. But I think like you got a whole snapshot of an experience with this person. And I understand, like, yeah, she might badmouth you to her friends. Unfortunately, that's just the the way it goes. But you're not obligated to keep seeing her just because you slept with her. Yeah. Right? And, like, unfortunately, it does feel a little skeevy. But at the end of the day, if you're not attracted to her, it's shittier to keep seeing her out of, like, what, pity? Obligation? Like, the, the reason to keep seeing her isn't there. And the only reasons to keep seeing her are really bad for both of you. Is it just like, oh, I've, I've had sex with this woman. I guess we're together forever now. <laughs> um, so, yeah, you just I think you just have to be like, hey, I had a I had a great time last night. But, you know, I didn't feel as much of a, a, a spark as I was hoping. Yeah. You know what? Like in a perfect world, that would work. You know what I mean? And I think. Again, like like we literally just talked about in a perfect world, you guys went out, she had sex because she wanted to, you had sex because you wanted to, and that has no bearing on kind of everything else. Mm-hmm. Um, it's funny because I almost think it's the flip side where like if you hung out a few times and had sex, it wouldn't seem as much as you were using them for sex because it wouldn't have ended the second you had sex. Well, I mean, regardless, it would have been... It would have been the the end would have been sex, right? Well, no, like, uh, you know, let's say you go on three dates. You've been out three times. It's like you have a better idea of who they are. Whereas with this, it's like the second you have sex, he's like, oops, bye. You know, that's like fair. I I would almost think that's a little better if you had. Um, but you raised some incredible points where it's like, you're right. Like if you go on another date to like soften this possible thought she might have, which again, it's a lot of conjecture. It, are you really doing – you're not doing yourself a favor for sure. Are you doing them a favor where like 
you might be getting their hopes up even further. Yeah. They might like you even more. And it's like, we've talked about this before. No one's that good of an actor. You're going to be at this fucking bar and they're going to know you're not that into it. And it's like, do you do it then? Or is one date more still not enough? Like, do you have to do three more dates before, you know, and then can you sleep with her on those dates? Well, if she wants to sleep with you and you say no, is that not weird? Like, yeah. you know, there's kind of no other way forward because otherwise you have this ruse that like could could just make things worse, you know? So it's like, look, if she is going to think that, yeah, that sucks. And I appreciate that you care enough to not want her to think that, but we've all been there. We've all had sex with someone once and just never done it again you know and been the one who's done it and been the one who's had it done to them i think you just gotta you know be nice and if she says anything to the effect of like oh you just want to fuck me you can be like no not at all um and you know try to be kind just be like i honestly just we didn't click 100 percent or whatever and like depending on how like if the sex was good it, it might not be the worst idea to be like hey i you know i had a fun time and the the sex was really good but there was just that something that something that was missing for me and i don't think it's fair to either of us for me to either like lead you on or anything and and you know thank you very much i really hope you you find whatever or someone you're looking for but i i don't think it's fair to either of us to to keep going because like i think the other alternative is ghosting which i think is a far worse Oh, yeah. I I don't think do that because especially it seems positive. You know what I mean? It doesn't seem like, oh, this person sucked and then I fucked her. It was like it just wasn't quite there. The only thing is, and I know this is probably a stupid question because if this was the case, you probably wouldn't be posting about this. But it's like sometimes first dates are awkward. You know, there's nerves on both sides of the table. And it's like if being on the phone with her and, you know, talking to her via text and whatever, and her physically and sex, all those things worked. And the only thing that didn't was like seeing them briefly for this one date. Is it worth a second shot? I think honestly, I I really wish he mentioned whether or not the sex was good. (laughs) Because I think, I think if you have that physical connection or like a sexual chemistry, I find that like, once you have really good sex with someone, you'll, some of the, like the barriers get melted away. A hundred percent. And that's the thing. It's like, if you guys had kind of like stilted conversation, went home and rocked each other's worlds. It's like when you meet up, there's like, there's not so much of the, like we're strangers here. Cause like you're, you're, you got that bond, right? That Like rocking on eggshells being like, Oh, hope I don't, you know, hope I don't offend them or hope I don't say something that will make them not. It's like the, like I said, like the barriers get kind of melted away, especially if you guys like, I really like hanging out naked after sex and just talking. That's like one of my favorite things of sleeping with someone for the first time is that like sort of vulnerable hanging out naked, just chatting about whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, like if you had any of that sort of experience, it might not like, and if, you know what, for all you know, she's going to be like, cool. I also didn't really feel it, but I did really enjoy having sex with you. So keep my number if you need a booty call. Cause like I've had that too. Where on both sides, where I've been like, hey, the sex was very good, but I I didn't really feel like we had much, you know, to go on to keep seeing each other. And they've been like, cool, I agree, but you're right, the sex was good. So like let's not let's not delete the numbers. Mm-hmm. Um, and and like, you know what? That's a very good point. It's like for all you know. She's like, damn, I don't want to see this guy. Yeah. But like the sex was good or just I don't want to see this guy at all. You know, like she Mm -hmm. could be in the exact same page. So I think like, look, if the sex was incredible and if it was just like literally the conversation in person didn't really quite live up to it, 
is it that much of an imposition to do a second date? I don't know. It's up to you. I imagine if it was, you probably wouldn't have had this post. But I think sometimes that can actually cure that kind of disconnect a lot of the times. And other than that, just be honest. If you had great sex, you could be like, hey, honestly, right now, I'm not in a space to for something more serious. I had a great time. If you want to continue doing that, that's great. But like, I don't want to lead you on if you were looking for something more serious because like, I'm not sure I'm there yet. I don't know if you want to say we didn't have that connection because I don't know, maybe, maybe do it. There's no harm in being honest, right? One hundred percent. I like that you cared, but if she's just like, oh, this guy only wanted to fuck. That's unfortunately her thing to deal with, you know, because hopefully she had sex if she wanted to. And hopefully she won't turn this into like a retroactive. Oh, I only did it because I thought. And that's why you should only do it if you want it. Right. Because then if afterwards the other person doesn't want to see you again, it's not like, oh, shit, I feel used. It's uh, I did what I wanted to do and it was fun. So moving on. We promote honesty and, and communication for like that's the mantra of this podcast. I don't think just because being the, the honest thing to do here is kind of breaking bad news. I don't think you should shy away from it. I think you should be honest with them. I think you should say it in your own words. Let them know. And unfortunately, if they take it poorly, it's not really your job. You know what I mean? Because again, the only alternative is not saying anything or lying to them, which are both really shitty things to do to people. So I think, unfortunately, this is a, a tear the bandaid off as opposed to letting a wound fester. Mm-hmm. Now, Dane, this is not in seduction, but my God, the comments. Oh, I can only imagine. Yeah. Um, I guess you should never have sex with anyone until you're about to get married. Is that what someone said or is that the no, way you the general consensus from? is like yes. you you did use her, you piece of shit. Oh, like blah blah blah. Men are scum, like, you know. Yeah. Yeah. It's like like do these people ever have sex? That's fun? I don't know. Um this might be quite possibly one of the most interesting questions I've ever found. Okay. Um this comes from Reddit user Purple Success 2784. My partner doesn't like signing during sex. So I'm a male 18-year-old, abled hearing, and my boyfriend is a male 18-year-old, is deaf. I know sign language, and when we're getting in the mood, I'll use sign language to talk dirty to him and tell him I love him when he's inside, or when I'm inside of him. Problem is, he himself does not like signing during sex. So he usually points to areas he wants me to give attention, but the thing is he can't ask me to do certain things in the moment or tell me that he's enjoying it. I asked him why he won't sign, and he said it makes him feel unsexy and that he's worried that it'll turn me and him off and that he feels stupid when he does it during sex. I told him that I don't care if he signs, and I just want us to have clear communication, but he gets sad whenever I bring it up. What can I do about the situation? Any advice is helpful. Damn, that is really interesting. Right? Uh, kind of breaks my heart, because it's like, you know, I was thinking maybe it was going to go like, oh, it takes him out, like the focus or whatever, and he just likes to be in the moment. But like, it's it comes from this like, really like sad place of self-esteem, and like, that hurts. I feel the like question askers pain because that's that's really sad. And it's funny. Um, I also feel hit the 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 partner's pain as well. Like I I get both sides of this. Oh, 100 percent. Yeah, 100 percent. And it's it's one of those things where like I have I have a solution or a suggestion, but I'll let you go first. Yeah. Well, I think there's various things to this, and unfortunately, I think it's going to be one of those situations. You know, almost like where you have a partner who. We've had a million questions and we've all dealt with this, you know, it's very insecure about like their breast size or like their stomach or, you know, their legs or, or something. And it's it's almost impossible to to peel back years and years and years of, 
you know, self-consciousness and like self-flagellation and all these things, especially not quickly. I think it's it's a long haul thing often. I think you, you have to start by just flat out telling them like, hey, I am not going to be turned off by this. I think it's hot. I think it's cool. But I think there are a few different things you can do aside from the obvious emotional uh, like buttressing and support, which I assume you're probably going to do anyway. One thing, maybe learn some dirtier sign language, right? So like, I love you. Cool. If that was the only thing I ever said while I was fucking someone, especially like, you know, I think my partner would get pretty bored of it, you know? So like, maybe you'll shock them and show them that signing can be sexy by like saying something a little filthy. Like, I think that could be, because I feel like, you know, with dirty talk, it's like if someone, especially if it's like kind of unexpected, but there's just like, you know, even if it's on the lower side, just like, you know, bite me, you know, I want you to bite me. And you're like, oh shit. Like it's kind of, you get that jolt of excitement when you're not expecting it. And all of a sudden someone's giving you a task and you're more than fucking happy to oblige. And you know, they like it and it's great. So like, if you could pop out some fun kind of like sign kink in the middle of it, like it'd be great. Secondly, I think if you like gamify it in some way, like we've talked about kind of like playful control things where it's like, I'm not going to do, I'm not going to make you come unless you do X or unless you do Y or, you know, and like, again, not in a bullying way, but in a fun, sexy game sense where I don't, I guess if you tie them up, they're not gonna be able to sign. So that doesn't work. But yeah, fortunately, hand, handcuffs ain't going to work in this game. Yeah. Well, maybe if you cuff them in front. I don't know. But like, you know, if you do a thing and and like you're teasing them and you're whatever, and it's like, I'm not going to do anything else unless you tell me exactly what to do and like get them to sign at you. And then you're rewarding them by for their signing back at you by like going to town on them. Be be submissive. Be like, oh, you're in charge, but I will only listen to things you sign on me. You know, make a fun, sexy game out of it because like after you've just rocked their fucking world, I don't think they're going to be self-conscious about it. Or at least it'll be less so. So here's my thing. And I'm on the other side of this. <laughs> uh, in the sense that I don't think you necessarily need to convince it. Because sometimes things just... Uh, we're able-bodied. So we don't know what it's like to sign. And it's not necessarily like a thing of like an insecurity, but a body part or something. This is something that they have to do as a means to communicate. Uh, in a day-to-day like day-to-day basis and stuff. Um, so we don't, I don't know what that is like. So I don't necessarily know if trying to convince them that signing is the way forward or signing during sex is the way forward. So my suggestion would be is to understand that, understand that it makes him sad or it, it makes him not feel sexy or, and this is just something that you might not be able to change. And instead, invent your own language, invent your own moves and stuff that mean something. So something along the lines of if he wants you to go harder, it's a simple squeeze of your hand or your thigh or like whatever part of the body. If he gives you a squeeze or you give him a squeeze, that means to go harder. If you're doing a good job, maybe it's a like a, a, a hair brush, you know what I mean? Like and you pet the back of the head or something like that and find figure out a language of your own that is intimate and is personal and is physically connected so that it is the same thing as, you know, when I feel a woman's nails dig in my back, I know I'm probably doing a pretty good job and it doesn't have to be any. And like, those are, that's a sexual language and a nonverbal language that everyone has during sex. So I think that if you guys work together and figure out and be like, okay, cool. 
We're going to take away the ASL and we're going to throw that out the window while we have sex and we will work on our own language. So if you want something faster, maybe give me a quick like, you know, back and forth on the the arm or whatever body part you can reach. And that'll be like, go faster or, or a quick like a couple taps and and work out a language and a, and a symbology that works for you guys that doesn't take him or you out of the act. Mm-hmm. I also think like what I suggested unfortunately only works if they're somewhat on board as well because like you know you don't want to just be like no i won't do anything unless you sign that thing you don't want to do so like i was already thinking of if they're tentatively on board you know what i mean because you definitely don't want to like put them in an awkward position 100 percent, and it's something that like might be like flip side if you wanted to go the other way where it's like you know you could sign dirty things to them where it's like they're not the ones having to do it Right. That might be a fun game either. You know what I mean? Because then you're putting yourself in the doing the thing they don't want to do, but they seemingly have no problem with you signing to them. Um, But what Dane says is great as well. You know what I mean? Like you can 100 percent be like, okay, if you don't want to sign, that's fine. But what I want to do is have more communication in bed. So it's like, how about, you know, we work on this signal and this signal, you know? Yeah. And like, it doesn't can, have to be ASL, but it could be, as Dane said, like a squeeze. And and it, it like what you're asking for, I don't think is unreasonable, uh, regardless of the insecurities that he may have. I think you saying I want to be more communicative or more communicative during sex, I think is something that is very commendable, is very respectable and very, very fair to ask for. Well, because especially you, because it's not that I want to communicate my needs more. It's yeah. I want you to communicate your needs more, which is like literally what we want like we want people to be these kind like you know initiative taking like loving fucking partners that care about their partner's pleasure right yeah 100 percent. i and i think like i like i adore this question and i love that you guys are working together and i and i love that you are aware of his insecurities um because at no point in the question is it like how do I change them? You know what I mean? Like it's, yeah. it is, it is with care and love and, and it's, it is one of, one of the best questions that I've come across in the 168 episodes that we've done. So I think that you, f- you can find a solution to this. And I think the really, really important thing is to as empathetic as we can be is, is to the understanding that we may never know what it's like to sign during sex or, or rely exclusively on that. And if it makes him sad, it makes him sad. And I don't know if there's anything you can really do about it. And I think it's the same thing with like any sort of physical disability or mental disability. If if there's something that someone can't change, that is a, a, a part of their life that is inherent to who they are as a person, there just might not be like unteaching that or unlearning that. So we need to, as people that love these people, uh, find creative solutions for it. And and it does, I think you guys do need to work together, but I think this is a, com- a conversation as we've talked about before with anything like this that happens outside of the bedroom and where you sort of acknowledge and be like, hey, I understand you don't want to sign and I'm not going to ask you to, but I do want more communication in the bedroom. So here is my solution and work from there. Now, the thing is, I totally understand what you're saying and it is very important and i think very kind and very you know good but at the same time i think there's a danger in being like oh this is something that's a fact and we should you know jump straight to the like it is what it is let's leave it because i think with a lot of insecurities you can build on them you know what i mean so i would hesitate to maybe just jump there straight away 
you know, have this conversation, have it, as you said, out of the bedroom and talk and maybe brainstorm some shit and by all means have the alternate route as, you know, the fallback strategy or just an equal option or whatever you want to you know, say about it. But like, there's definitely no harm in trying to build on or take away from this insecurity. Oh, for sure. I, I think, yes. Like, and what you said, like, I agree, definitely reassure them and be like, Hey, you signing in or outside of the bed never makes me think you are less sexy. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think there's any harm in, in, in making sure that that is clear and that you establish that like signing is not an issue for you and, and you love them regardless or because of, you know what I mean? I, yes, I, I agree. That is a very important thing to do to acknowledge their, whatever their insecurity may be and to reassure them is, is a very, very important thing to do. You're right. Mm -hmm. But like, as you said, like if, if it's like, it's not for you to like solve this issue necessarily, because it might not be a thing you can solve. So being able to work around it and being able to accept it is like powerful. So definitely keep that in mind. Yeah. So good luck. I, I am actually probably going to send a message to the person who asked this question because mm -hmm. I would really like to know how this pans out because I, I like, I got so emotionally invested in this. Well, I, I just I love it. like you can feel the care like yeah. for your for the partner which like sadly is rare you know in a lot of the posts we read well that's um, and that's it's, it's refreshing and i love it so yeah it's it's rare that we get like a, a moment of of people not spiraling of, of people trying to lift up as opposed to punch whatever. down yeah it's it's uh it's a good reminder that there are there are plenty of people out there that are doing good stuff mm -hmm. and it's funny because we had a question on our second like tickle uh like column that uh reminded me in a sense of this kind of like love mm -hmm. um i don't know if that's out yet but if it is go check it out but that is going to do us for questions but that doesn't mean that the show is over right before we end at the end of the show we like to peruse online dating platforms such as tinder hinge and bumble to peruse online dating profiles to figure out what works and what doesn't work in an effort to make your online dating experience a little more enjoyable Hell yeah. Are you ready for Francesca? Yes. <laughs> you sound very unsure. I really had to think about that. All right. Uh, giving this a shot because my current strategy of mouthing, I love you, to strangers from my car window isn't working out. <laughs> I, okay, I was ready for Francesca. I like this. I think this is a Ted. This is fucking hilarious. I find it very funny. Yeah. Now, again, I feel like maybe some clarification is needed because because when our good friend Brianna came on the show, she raised a really good point where like a lot of the questions we like or a lot of the profiles we like are kind of bare bones. It's like, that's funny. And it gives you a good indication of their personality. But like, you know, we still don't know what they're looking for in dating, et cetera, et cetera. This isn't like, am I dating this person? It's am I swiping? And honestly, yeah. if the picture's there, you know, if they look good and they're funny, yeah, like, you know, that would... This profile would get get a swipe for sure. So yeah, I, I'll give it a ten. It's funny. Yes, it's fantastic. I'm actually pretty light on. I haven't uh, I haven't really been using it a whole lot lately. So I'm gonna let you. I know you have a a ton, a I plethora. Have, I have an obscene trove, and I love it because Agent yeah. Valorant Hart is just our fucking dealer. He's a king. Uh, you want me to just keep going then? Yes. This is Danny. Here for friendship, sober or sober curious. Animal lovers, spiritual, feminists, 420 friends, not here for, unvaxxed and anti-science, non-therapy goers, fragile masculinity, relationship, atheists, 
full-time gamers, small brain, big ego, right wing, conspiracy theorists. Don't ask me to go for a drink. Do send pictures of your dog. Oof. I mean, some of those things aren't bad, but the layout is like I'm I'm all for not being here for science deniers. You know yeah. what I mean? Like I'm on board with that. But I don't know. I'll, it all comes like it upsets me when people make a list of things they don't want. Mm. When you yeah. can easily flip it around, and be like, this is what I'm looking for, because that seems much more confident. And as, again, as long as the list isn't the same thing, like the same anger, <laughs> just being like, I'm looking for, you know, blah, 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 blah. But like being like, hey, I'm looking for a vaccinated person to do something other than go for drinks. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? Like an adventure partner outside of a bar, blah, 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 blah. Like something like that. Otherwise, like this all just comes across as very, very hostile and like, yeah. Yeah, it's very negative. And the thing I hate the most is that like, it doesn't give you enough about them. It's like, yeah, you can glean that they're sober, right? But like, that's kind of it. It's like, what are you into? Animals, also, what, I guess. Yeah, we're all small time gaming. No, full-time gamers. Oh, full-time. I think it's small-time gamers. No, like, small brain, big ego came right after. And it's like, uh, also, like, are you literally against professional gamers? Or are you <laughs> going to be the kind of person that, like, won't let you play PlayStation? because For, like, more than a certain hours a week. Yeah, because that's a red flag right there. Let people yeah. do what they want to do. Uh, yeah. Also, non-therapy goers. That's I'm, another thing. A big believer in therapy being very positive and a great yeah. thing. And I love that as a society, we've come to the point where like, you know, people who go to therapy are not, you know, condescended or ridiculed and in fact, often praised. And it's great because therapy is a really good thing. But like, does that mean everyone should go to therapy? Not necessarily. Also, it's kind of like, what if you're considering therapy and haven't gotten there? And she's like, no, fuck you. It's like, that's unnecessary negativity. And it's like, no. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. I'm not. I'm going to give it a three. Yeah, 100%. Uh, I'm just going to go through as they come up then. This is Christina. I am not Tinderella. Pro can outdrink you. Con, hangover shits. Pro loves dogs, animals, and generals. Con will steal your dog. Pro for me, actually. Yay sports, TFC, raps, golden knights, maybe some Jays. Yeah, Jays too. Honestly, I'm here to chat about and read profiles. All right. This is kind of a nothing profile. I don't think it really... Like, the hangover shits thing is actually pretty funny. <laughs> Again, like, I, I feel like this is this could be anybody. So I'm going to give it a, a four. Yeah. Okay. What does I am not Tinderella? What does that mean? Tinderella? I can't remember what Tinder. It was a phrase, and I can't remember if it means someone who, like, goes from date to date to date to date to date, or if it's, like, Cinderella, where once you find them, they're the one. I think it's an attractive person on... Oh, okay. Sorry. I don't think so. I looked it up and it's an attractive person on Tinder, particularly one who's accidentally gotten away. Okay. It doesn't involve a glass slipper, but rather an accidental swipe when using the app. That makes even less sense than what I thought it might have been because it's like, you could... Like, what if you're reading that and you actually at least swipe left? Like, no, you are Tinderella. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Um, Like I said, I'm going to give it a four because it really isn't anything... I'll give it a five. I kind of like the dog part, but like just listing sports teams is kind of boring. And then honestly, I'm just here to chat about and read profiles. It's like, why are you trying to downplay why you're on Tinder? Hey, you know, it's it's that weird kind of negativity. Hey, now that was me for a good chunk of time when when we I had our own like personal account. Nice. I was just there to swipe and and read profiles. But you didn't say it, did you? I think I did actually. <laughs> oh God. Uh, this is Teresa. 
will shamelessly use my dog as a wingwoman. Recently moved back to Toronto after six months in the UK. Okay. I mean, bonus points for the dog reference, but other than that, you've given me nothing. I mean, you give me a little bit. I can ask you, be like, oh, cool. What were you doing in the UK? Yeah, you know what? I'd be like, why only six months and why during COVID? Oh, true. Like, six months is nothing to move somewhere. Like, it's long enough to be weird that you came back. Yeah. Because it's not university, unless it's like a half year thing, I guess. But even then, these days, everything's, well, maybe UK is different, but most things are online. I don't know. I'd be I'd be a little sus. I'm I, giving it a th- two, three, three. Oh, so I'm going to give it a six, because there's no necessarily like real red flags. Like, the answer to that question could be completely normal. Mm. So I'm uh, I'm going to give it a six because there, there isn't enough there, but there certainly isn't any red flags for me. All right. Ready for Ashley? Yep. Believe it or not, I am not on social I'm media. I'm walking on air. Sorry. Believe it or not, I am not on social media. Well, I mean, you're on a date. Now, <laughs> now, Dane, what's her job? Social media manager. Influencer. Huh. <laughs> Now tell me this. Can you can you be a real life influencer? Yeah, man, she just goes to a ball and it's just like does her fucking skincare routine in front of people. <laughs> yeah. Hey, look at this. Look, look what I'm doing. She just walks down the road TikTok dancing, but like no one's filming her. Man, but please. wait, how'd she even get the TikTok dances? Damn it. This is an Arby's. No like, one wants to watch you do your makeup. This is and also, as you said, you have to be on social media to get on Tinder and shit, right? Like Tinder's no, you to just Facebook. need. No, you just need a phone number now. Oh, okay. But I mean, like, technically, an online dating profile is social media. It's true. I'm very confused. Actually, I don't think you know what's what. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. Also, the idea of a real life influencer is so absolutely upsetting that I'm giving you a one. <laughs> yeah, I'm giving you a one as well because also, like, look. Social media is, is a, a ball of crap, but I also don't know how you would get by day to day without it in a lot of senses. So one. Yeah. Uh, let's, do, sto- let's do one more. Ooh, so make, okay. it, make it a good one. Choose a juicy one. Do you want Tay or Doreen? I'm going to take Doreen. All right. I hope you are a real person and I hope to meet new friends. If I meet my prince, I'm willing to be his princess. I like to travel in different countries, have many interesting hobbies, and I think I have an interesting soul. But before we are familiar with each other, I will not accept any invitation because girls need to protect themselves. I do not accept those who just want to have sex. I think the soul is more important than sex. If you like me, I'm very happy to be your friend. I like to. Does it just cut off? Oh, it just cuts off. Unless they're saying I like the letter T. Maybe I (laughs) like T. But I realized we talked the other day about there being a a character limit. And maybe they just. This. Huh. This strikes me as like maybe not English is their. Wow. Maybe English is my first language. <laughs> um, this. Yeah. It strikes me as like almost like a translation thing because soul is a strange thing to keep saying. Uh, but I don't know. I like I don't mm, I don't love it. Not a big fan of it. Wow. You don't, you don't love the soul. <laughs> no. So here my Jesus made that. I know he did. Thank you, Jesus. Um, I'm going to give this a four because I don't necessarily think it's a red flag. I just don't think it's good. You know what? I think I might make it lower because before we are familiar with each other, I will not accept any invitation. How are See, you that's, get familiar if if I don't invite you? That's the that's what makes me think that this is like a translation thing. Yeah, I I'm going to go on the limb and say it is as well because I assume they mean like 
they don't want to be solicited and you know what I mean? Like they don't want to be booty called until I don't think they're saying like, I don't want to meet you until we're familiar with each other, you know, because that wouldn't make any sense. Um, yeah, it's, it's going to be about a three because like, there's something that kind of adorable about it, but it is also a lot of words to get across. I'm quite nervous and like, I hope you're real. It pretty much is no hookups. Yeah. It's, it's it's, no hookups, but it met the character limit. Yeah. Um, that's going to do us. That is our show. Thank you very much for joining us. It has been a pleasure recording this for you. And we love that you've spent your time with us. We know that, you know, the holidays are a crazy time and being able to carve out an hour to hang out with us means the world to us. And we love all your butts. Uh, if you have a question, you can (laughs) pop on over to fbuddiespodcast.com. Uh, hit the contact form. Fill out the the little sheet there. We keep it completely anonymous. You can choose an agent name or we can give one for you. Um, Or if you'd like to support the show, which would be an excellent Christmas gift to give us, you can head on over to everybody'spodcast.com, click the Patreon link and sign up there. If you donate at the $7 level, you get an episode, a bonus episode every month called Pillow Talk, where we get a little loosey-goosey. This month, we're doing a uh, Ask Us Anything. So if you ever have a question that you wanted solved, that isn't sex and dating advice related, or if you want to know something about us, we're answering everything, baby. Except that one question we said we'll never answer. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Josh Eagle and the Harvest Cities for their song, Paper Stars. You got some bad sex writing for me? Yeah. I don't know where it went. In the garbage. In the toilet garbage. Okay. This is, I think, sad because I would as- like I can't tell if we've done this one before, which is a travesty because it never should have happened, let alone twice. Okay. Uh, this is by, I think, Ghost Month by Ed Lynn. She raised her hand and called up to the sky. Oh, Mazu, mother of heaven, she said. I could see her nipples darken and push against her nearly transparent bra and, cle- and cheesecloth shirt. Are you badly hurt? No, I'll be all right. That's about uh, nipples changing color based on your mood. Yeah. I <laughs> we mean... all know they are the mood rest of the body. <laughs> I... Color changing nipples would be really upsetting. It would be something. It would be something. My name is Dave Miller. And I'm now Spain. We've been your fuck buddies. 